0: many opportunities and uh, and the first one being the constraint that we have in terms of uh, um, in, in terms of the wind load considerations right mm-hmm. uh, once you are faced with a challenge uh, if <laughs> if there's an easy way of fixing a challenge we're always going to take the easy way right but when you're forced to really think outside the box and get out of your comfort zone and explore other solutions that the one that you're familiar with arises creative opportunities
1: I'm Warren Hardy and this is the Bamboo You Podcast. Join me as I explore bamboo design, architecture, creativity, and craftsmanship. today's episode is with Jules Delage. He is somebody who we've previously had on the Bamboo You podcast, and he's part of our Bamboo You family, being as he used to work with us uh, at Bamboo You and also uh, with Ibuku. Um, Who's run by Laura, who's been in a previous episode in season one. So, today we are gonna talk about what he's currently up to in Mexico. Jules is uh, the project manager for the development of Green School Tulum, and he is gonna dive deep into what it's like to bring uh, bamboo to the next level in a place like Mexico and how he's tackling some of those big challenges, uh, namely hurricanes, uh, but also labor and other important things. So thanks for joining us today, and I hope you enjoy this episode with Jules Delage. Welcome to the Bamboo Podcast. I get to interview someone who I think is very special today. Jules Delage is not only part of our larger bamboo family, but he is also the director and the lead architect for Green School Tulum, which is going to be using a lot of bamboo. And we're here today with him because we want to learn a little bit about what it's like to bring a lot of really cool, incredible designs into reality in a place like Tulum Uh, and what it was like to come from a place like Bali and then transition to uh, a new environment where they do actually have a bamboo industry already, but to really, I think what you're doing with green school Tulum is really bringing it to another level. Um, and it's, uh, really exciting to see, uh, It come together uh, with the the little bit I've seen so so welcome Jules and uh, thank you for joining us today and last time we talked we you know you had not gone to Tulum yet you're still in Bali um, and now you're you're on a whole new adventure by the sounds of things so tell me a little bit what is it like
0: to build a bamboo in Mexico Hi, Oren. Really happy to be back here. Uh, You're right. Last time we spoke, I was about to leave to Mexico. That was two years ago. Uh, So I've been there almost two years now. And and it's a very different different environment uh, than Bali, of course, on so many levels. Um, I've come to realize very quickly once I left Bali that uh, there is no point comparing Bali Bali to uh, any other place in the world because there is no place like Bali. Uh, Tulum has a lot of opportunities in itself. It's uh, it's, um, it's a very dynamic and creative environment. Uh, the bamboo industry there is, uh, you know, it's young. Uh, there's a few people who have been playing around with the material. There's a, a certain style that has uh, emerged uh, those last few years. Uh, but what we're doing now um, is most likely gonna, yeah, uh, be the biggest bamboo project in, in, in the country uh, to date um we also have very ambitious goals in terms of the structural systems that we want to that we want to develop um we are facing a very different environmental uh, uh, context uh, than in indonesia Um, so here uh the big uh let's say the big uh, factor you design for are earthquakes whereas in tulum we have to think about 280 kilometers an hour wind speeds and design for this and hurricane proof uh, structures basically um, so um, it's really a new style and a new uh, um, just a new way of building that we're that we're looking at uh, material stays the same it was really important to us to stay true to this original identity of the Green School Valley campus which is you know uh, so well known for all its bamboo structures um, we wanted to honor that and uh, we wanted to also um, um, Really take advantage of the resources that Mexico has in terms of bamboo, because there is quite a bit of bamboo growing there, not uh, in Yucatan uh, or in Quintana Roo where we're build building the project, but in other states like Chiapas, uh, like um, Veracruz, um, and uh, and see how we could make something uh, uh, that we could develop an architectural style that makes sense for that context, right? Um, the craftsmanship is also very different, um, um, so you need to adapt uh, to to the local craftsmanship uh, skills mm-hmm. skill sets when you when you start a project in a new you know in a new environment. Um, but I think what's most important th- th- is that there is a real enthusiasm and, uh, and and excitement around bioconstruction and around bamboo construction in Mexico. Uh, and with that, it just takes a little bit of, uh, yeah, planification, quite a bit of energy. But I have no doubt that we are um, going to, you know, we're going to build something that, that has the potential of inspiring many other people uh, in the country and in the continent to, you know, to, to go down this road of building with bamboo and natural materials.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean... I know that the original design was uh, you know, kind of concepted by the Ibuku team and, and it has its roots, I, I think, in uh, Bali and the heart of school in Bali. And really, uh, I think what I've seen is that it really wanted to honor its roots, but also take it to the next level. So I'm really curious from your perspective, are there like any opportunities or things that are possible in Mexico that wouldn't have been accomplished? um in bali or couldn't happen in bali in the same way like what do you think that what do you think developing green school tulum uh what do you think that will bring to the overall bamboo movement uh that maybe uh is 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 different or 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 special and and not something that has happened in other places
0: um yeah i think they are many opportunities and uh and the first one being the constraint that we have in terms of uh, um, in in terms of the wind load considerations right Mm -hmm. Uh, once you are faced with a challenge uh if (laughs) if there's an easy way of fixing a challenge we're always going to take the easy way right but Mm -hmm. when you're forced to really think outside the box and get out of your comfort zone and explore other solutions than the one that you're familiar with arises creative opportunities so right now um all the structural systems that we're working on with the engineers involved in the project are radically different than, uh, than, than, than what we you know, did together here in Bali. Uh, but bamboo is a lightweight material uh, and it has a uh, w- very strong modulus of elasticity, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's elastic. So when it comes an earthquake, it sways and it denses and then it takes back its shape. Uh, what you want when you have a hurricane is weight. You want your structures to be compact and you want them to be anchored to the ground which is basically the opposite of what you we're want doing them to here be heavy. <laughs> <laughs> you want them to be heavy exactly <laughs> however there are ways when you start to to really um uh, dive into it and study the questions of making very rigid structures and even thinking of secondary um, um uh, tieback systems um, to make sure that your structures will resist those hurricanes. Not if they come, but when they come, because mm. we know they will be.
1: Uh, how often do you get a hurricane?
0: In? Uh, so I'll be perfectly frank. I have not witnessed a hurricane myself yet, which is, uh, um, you know, i i need to see one to understand really fully what it represents uh that's what everybody says you know until you've lived an earthquake you don't really understand what it you know what it does and and mm. and the importance of, of designing your structures uh so that they resist uh that um, but the last one was like i think three and a half years ago uh was fairly strong i think 250 kilometers an hour a lot of the bamboo structures that were already built around including and facing the the sea by uh, architects like uh, Jaime Peña uh they've you know uh, they're still standing um very mm. very li- little damage were were observed so there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, precedents that we can that we can we can learn from um, the other thing is we don't you know it's like when we talk about heat in the tropics mm. it's very difficult to to look at the 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 past data and just to take that for granted because mm. our climate is evolving so so fast you know so the the recurrence of the hurricane will only increase Mm. um especially with climate change exactly and the temperature will keep on increasing so uh you know it's it's like the conversation around sustainability we cannot just be thinking about sustaining the status quo uh, and we need to be thinking about regeneration already how can we you know regenerate the the places so it's kind of the same here in the sense that we cannot be just looking at um, uh, designing structures that sustain the conditions that have been observed to date but that already anticipate how the climate's gonna it's gonna evolve, right? Uh, but yeah, we're not designing all of the structures to a resistance of two hundred and fifty kilograms per square meter, which corresponds to two hundred and eighty kilometers an hour wind speed. Um, we have uh, we have gradients of resistance mm-hmm. because it would just be too expensive and yeah too bulky to be building all of the structures to resist that much um so half of half of our structures yes, are um w three wind criteria three as we as we call them, so to resist those kind of hurricanes mm. um about twenty five percent will res- are designed to resist two hundred and thirty kilometers an hour wind speed and twenty five percent about hundred and ninety, which are the smaller structures right and so
1: so I guess does that mean you'll have to repair some of the smaller ones or 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 are you just like What's yes. the logic behind? I mean, I don't. It's it's a great topic to talk about because, you know, we get a lot of questions like, how do we make sure that it resists?
0: So we can also foresee and kind of plan ahead which part are going to fail in case of failure, right? So one of the big strategies that we're implementing for for some of the structures are uh, to have uh, 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 pressure release roof, which basically mm-hmm. that will allow for the roof to blow away mm-hmm. at a certain you know level of pressure. Uh, negative pressure in the sense uh, uplift um, to preserve the the structure, the, the structure yeah. right and the, and the roof can actually be rebuilt Um we also as i said we'll have some structures that have some 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 some, some tie downs, so secondary tie back s- systems which allow us to build lighter structures which that get reinforced when you see the hurricane coming because that's one of the big difference between earthquakes and hurricanes you can actually predict you can actually foresee oh, a hurricane so, so
1: you'll, you'll 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 clamp them down or strap them down during, exactly something like the, that b- before, the, before absolutely the
0: yeah you have like four or five days notice before that's that's the good thing at least with hurricanes you know in mexico a lot of the schools uh, are actually considered to be the or are designed to be the the place of refuge uh, when a hurricane comes, a mm-hmm. lot of people in the community actually take refuge there. In our case, it's going to be a, the opposite, <laughs> right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> or, or you just make a, a, a giant, you know, underground bunker. bunker to. Yeah, <laughs> you'd, you'd think that'd be a good
0: idea. The thing is Tulum is only rock, right, um, which is an, another uh, great difference. I mean, here you have so much fer- fertile soil, right? At Tulum, mm-hmm. you have basically um, uh, seven centimeters of soil, If, if even that and then you're directly on, on, on pure limestone, right? So um, uh, actually you want to stay away from excavation as much as possible, mm. yeah.
1: But from an opportunities point of view, like what what systems or techniques are you needing to develop? you got the uplift roof, which is really creative. It sounds like it's really different from earthquakes in the sense that bamboo inherently or naturally is really good for an earthquake, but for hurricanes, it's a little bit like concrete and earthquakes where it's like concrete and earthquakes don't actually do well together. And it sounds like what you're saying is that like bamboo and hurricanes are really challenging together.
0: It's a challenge, but as you say, as we just discussed, it's an opportunity. So yes, we have also, we're starting to explore, um, uh, we have. More than start to explore, we have design structures already that incorporate structural systems which allow the bamboo to behave better under this kind mm-hmm. of uh, this kind of pressure. So, uh, namely, shell, So, active surfaces and introducing rigidity through geometry mm-hmm. uh, is actually a way for us to preserve the lightweight nature of the structures that we design in, uh, without having to reinforce them. Uh, Too much, they end up looking like bamboo bunkers, basically. Um, And we are also blessed with, you know, very adapted bamboo species there um, from Mexico, especially from San Luis Potosí, from La Huasteca Potosina, which is uh, an amazing ecosystem in Mexico where we have a bamboo. It's called guadua velutina. It's almost solid. Mm. You could compare it to... So it's a guadua, but it's as solid as... um, uh, bambusa Blumenya, which we refer to as Bambuduri here in Indonesia. Yeah. Um and it's amazing for heat bending, right? So it allows us to do uh, very um very rigid grid chills without needing to reduce um or to process the bamboos itself, right? Yeah, so you don't have to you don't have, you don't have to wrap up. Rub rub. Exactly. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly so so we're doing that we're we're actually uh the, the the heart of school which was designed by ibuku and which are now resolving on a technical level with the engineers um from from the tulum side um has uh it's it's a combination between a uh a recipro- 14 meters high reciprocal tower with a ramp uh, actually help held compressively by columns ramping up to a um uh, observation deck Um, on one side, so that's a compressive structural system, attached to a uh, bamboo grid shell, right, which is an Mm. enormous dome. Um, I think it's going to be the biggest bamboo grid shell of of, of its kind in Mexico, if not in in the Americas. Um, That's completely made with otate, with this um, guado velutina, Mm. commonly referred to as otate in Mexico. And that that part is resolved already. That we figured out from an engineering standpoint. The part we're struggling with is the compressive, way more, way more conventional parts of the building, so mm-hmm. to speak, mm-hmm. which is for yeah, that bamboo species uh, I for that for that for that environmental consideration for the for the for the uplifts forces of the of the hurricane, right?
1: Ah, uh, for yeah, okay, that makes sense. So yeah.
0: all this to say that by by shifting our mentality in regards to what's easy and what's difficult to resolve, where people would uh, usually see compressive structure, post and beam structures to be an easier solution and grid shells to be more complex. It turns out that in our case, grid shells behave better and are easier to to make sense of from an engineering standpoint than the compressive post and beam uh, Mm, structures, right?
1: That's really interesting, but I mean, it it makes a lot of sense, and I think that's something that we love to cover in Bamboo You, is just talking about how, actually bamboo creates opportunities from its constraints like we've been talking about but it creates opportunities when we get into things like hyperbolic structures or or, or towers and and grid shells because of its round kind of curvilinear nature so guadua valentina velutina guadua valutina is not a species i've heard about before and i I feel like it's you know it's not on the list of of well-known bamboo species so it's really interesting that you're Basically, it sounds like you're pioneering work with that species, yeah. At least on the in the international bamboo world. Um, but is that a commonly used bamboo in that part of Mexico in Tulum? So uh,
0: our dear friend Jaime Pena has been using it a little bit for some time, and I know that some people have been also working with it. Uh, we are blessed to have uh, York Stam, whom I think uh, people <laughs> who follow bamboo you. Um, and might already be familiar with he's uh, uh and for the others uh, who are just getting into uh, into this this bamboo U world um he's a, a, a master german master carpenter at the origin of a lot of the structural uh, bamboo structural systems that are being used worldwide has done workshops in every single country where bamboo grows <laughs> uh or close to that um very implicated and very much present with the bamboo U family uh, and built some of the early uh, uh green school bali structures uh so he's the one that, you sh- that 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 got very excited about the velutina uh when we s- first started talking with him about green school uh tulum because he saw this opportunity for us to preserve our language of or the let's say the the Bali uh, language of of curves, um, Mm. uh, curved bamboo structures, right, which give all their playfulness to the Green School Bali structures uh, without needing to reduce uh, the structural integrity of the poles like by making splits or using the rope technique and he really saw that opportunity and uh, and as we always do with york you know he sees something he throws us the bone as architects and and then we you know we 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 try to make something beautiful out of this uh, structural opportunity that he sees um, but i do think some people have been working with it before that's the other thing is you know whenever you you think you know a lot about bamboo, like you've mastered the you know the properties of the species that you're used to working with in your environment, and then you go into another environment, and all of a sudden, poof, you you know you have a completely different palette of color to play with, right? As if uh, you gave a painter who's been painting with the same colors all his life, and now you need to shift the palette completely. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it,
1: you know, we we talk about designing with the bamboo. I mean, really okay that bamboo isn't designing but its character is informing our designs right so and yeah. I, I think it's really exciting to hear that you have found a different bamboo um and i feel like you know it, it it links to our kind of desire i think as people working with bamboo to take this relatively marginalized material and 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 lift it up to a, to a new place and Absolutely. bring bring a new resource to people uh in 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 a new way that that Defies expectations, um, so that's that's really exciting.
0: We're working with um, uh, a wonderful team of engineers, um, Anthony Juan, whom you know well, uh, <laughs> Neil Thomas, and Luis Fernandez, um, who are really, you know, um, part of the few engineers who are willing to take the risk of, of of pushing the envelope of what's possible to do with bamboo, especially in such a, a critical context because of the mm. hurricane, as we spoke. Um, and they are collaborating and and we are collaborating now with um, uh, a man called david trujillo whom you've met Mm -hmm. colombian engineer he lives in the uk uh, who wrote the iso for bamboo in colombia who's one of the top you know he's if not one of the
1: top and bamboo bamboo engineers who is doing it academically exactly
0: and so he has been assisting us and 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 supporting us in uh, developing a very wide array of uh, testing for mechanical properties of all the bamboo that we're using there because the thing is when you take bamboo or when you take any material to that level of uh, to to the level of of, uh, to such a critical level in terms of how far you're pushing the envelope of what's possible to do with the material you really need to get your data straight right you really need to know what you're designing for and not just assume and uh and, and over-spec slightly, hoping that it'll that it'll hold, um, and this worked fantastically uh, here in in Bali in the early days. But I think that the more we push, and we can see this happened with the arc, the the new Green School gym here mm-hmm. in Bali, yeah. which was such a different structural system as all of the previous structures that were made that the the, the amount of testing required was was significant. You know, mm-hmm. also also calculated by by Atelier One. In, I would say this has been one of the most intense uh, uh, aspects of the project to date: was to collect all of this data, because it's one thing to say, "I'm going to make a you know large-scale, state-of-the-art project in a place where there's so little, there's so few people doing it," but uh, um, there is a lot of due diligence from an academic standpoint that needs to happen before you can actually get there.
1: Yeah, um, and so you know, we've talked a little bit about the technical challenges, right, and the environmental challenges of of basically bringing bamboo to the next level in a place like in in a place like mexico where you know they and and it it does have some parallels actually to, to to other contexts including bali where you kind of already have a little bit of an industry a few people have built some buildings um some of them you know are are relatively notable but now you're really bringing it to another scale where you have to do like a whole lot of buildings what is it like on like the social end of things because you know, okay, you can engineer the building and you can get the bamboo, but like what do what does the local, you know, community think about what's happening? Um, and how do how do Mexicans view bamboo? Because here in Bali, you know, we, we talk a lot about and it's very similar to all over Asia, it's it's very prevalent. It's like a ubiquitous part of their cultural heritage. They've been using it for for, for permanent or sorry, for set for non permanent or temporary bamboo structures. Um, forever for for rituals for all these things, and then they're also using it for um you know for 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 all kinds of things to make their meet their daily needs. however um when we started building kind of modern or contemporary buildings it, it was like a new thing and 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 brought bamboo into a different light right and so I'm curious um what it's like. Traditionally in Mexico, because I know you have a very different culture, which means you have different craftsmen and you have a different, uh, probably a different social response as well um, to, to the material.
0: So I think that generally speaking, uh, bamboo occupies a much uh, smaller space in Mexican culture than it does in Indonesia, which is both a good thing and a bad thing. Mm. It's a good thing because there's much less preconception about the material to mm. to to... Uh, to get through yeah exactly to get through uh, right so, uh, I, here in indonesia it's very clear that 90% of indonesians consider bamboo as the poor man's timber and they they wouldn't want to be, live in a bamboo house in mexico i think 90% of, of of mexicans didn't even think in any way about making a bamboo house in the first place so we're kind of presenting them something new but there it's is, growing there
1: like it sounds like there's quite a bit of it are you having are, are you able to get all the bamboo there are you having we care? are
0: getting most of our bamboo uh, from there right now, so as I said, mostly from, from Veracruz for the moment, and in Chiapas and in Veracruz, they are actually th- there are actually some villages that do have somewhat of a bamboo culture. Um, like Bali, f- 15, 20 years ago, uh, mostly on a furniture scale, there's a mm-hmm. pueblo called uh, Monte Blanco. Uh, we're bringing a lot of our workers there. Um, I think the first people who really started building with bamboo in, in, in Mexico brought the culture from Colombia. So there is... You know, uh, there, the, the origin of bamboo as a construction material in the Americas really comes from Colombia. Mm, the, yeah. the 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 Colombian Guadua is is it's, it's a very you know, it's a magnificent bamboo. It grows in it's just beautiful, right? It's from the Amazonian. It's it's very very tall, very strong. Um, I think it's even stronger than the the you know the the strongest asper that we can find here, just because it's it's um, it's. Um, semi my monopodial bamboo so it grows much straighter it doesn't grow in clumps basically so yeah. it's very straight very the internodes are very close easy uh, to harvest <laughs> very easy to harvest very clean bamboo straight doesn't taper i mean it's it's been used in construction for quite a long time um it was all originally treated with uh, copper sulfate which you know um, it's now been substituted by with borax and, and a lot of the most part of the industry in Colombia, but all this to say that, like with architects like Simon Velez, who really have been pioneering the bamboo architecture movement since you know decades. Um, the culture there is very present, so a lot of the Mexican uh, 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 architecture, um, uh, are, you know, bamboo guys, let's say, come from Colombia at some point, and there is a bridge between Mexico and Colombia, right? Uh, on that, so. Um, on the long run, we will be working with a lot of Colombians. Actually, the the first contractors that are starting to build the, the green school now, the first structures are Colombian. And they have some Colombian craftsmen with them and training Mexican carpenters as well. I think there's a big myth around the fact that it's very difficult to work with bamboo, right? It's not true. Uh, at the end of the day, bamboo is not a more difficult material than wood. Um, and if you get carpenters to be excited about learning how to work with them, but they will learn and they just need to you know, they need to fall in love with it, right? Mm. Um, so, so, there's a mission here, right? You need to inspire people to be part of this project, and this has been um, a big part of my job uh, those last two years. Is to get everybody involved. We have nine teams of consultants, we have twenty people in house full time. Uh, we will be around two hundred fifty workers uh, uh, working on site when we get our, to our peak. All of these people need to, if we if we want this project to be a success, because of its its its, its you know, the 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 unicity of its of its nature. Everybody needs to feel privileged to be part of this of this project because it is new. Because it's you know it's opening the windows to a whole other realm of what's possible to do with this material in this part of the world. Um, and we'll get there. We'll get there. And who knows? At some point, maybe we even bring some Balinese craftsmen there to see what happens when the you know the two cultures meet, and 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 what the Balinese can learn about the way that things are done in Mexico, and 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 what our Mexican. Uh, and Colombian craftsmen can learn about the Balinese way of doing things and then a new style uh, arises, who knows?
1: Yeah, there's so many awesome opportunities. You know, it's interesting you say that it's a myth that uh, it's hard to work with bamboo because it might be more accurate to say that it's hard to work with, it's hard to find people that want to work with their hands in general, Um, right? And so I think a lot of the world, one of the limitations of bamboo is not actually the bamboo but it's the people and what their skills are. And so. I mean it's it's really great to hear that you are finding people in mexico who have a parallel or like a an analogous uh you know skill set and 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 then you know inspiring inspiring them to actually take bamboo seriously and 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 do bamboo instead of wood or, or whatever else they're working on because it's also for me really interesting to think about the fact that a lot of the time the the barrier is in the brain right or in the Absolutely. head it's not in the in the practicality of doing it and and that and that really goes um, for for and we get a lot of people saying, like you know the hardest part is convincing other people you know and that's half the game is getting all those people together because it really takes a village to build any building but it takes um, it takes a special kind of village to grow bamboo building so you know i'm just interested also in you know, being an architect, and being somebody who, you know, I I had the privilege of of, of watching a little bit of your journey um, from you know being kind of bright-eyed and really inspired by bamboo, um, to to being someone who's like very deep into you know, not just pushing the envelope, but 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 bringing bamboo to a whole new place, and and what what do you feel like? this process and then also you're building something that's really special right like building a school small humans will be inspired we hope for generations to come you know in this space right so so you really have a task and 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 a need to you know create a team that's going to do that justice and and how do you feel like that's transformed or inspired you um as an architect um and as somebody who, who, who made the commitment you know, from a relatively young age or as a young adult to, to figure out how to make space, right?
0: I mean, there's a, a tremendous sense of responsibility that comes with this project because of, of, of all the things you said. So first of all, I do think that you know, actions speak way louder than words. So at the end of the day, we can, you know, we can do all we... we we can to inspire people by telling them we're doing something very special but if we can really show mexico and and we can show you know this part of the world how special a bamboo building or a bamboo campus or a bamboo um yeah bamboo school um can be and how that can affect the people who are actually going to be using those spaces i think that's the best way of inspiring other people to do it right so um we got to pull it off and we gotta we, we we must inspire others to follow this road. So that's the first thing. So obviously it makes the challenge even more, um, you know, it puts even more pressure on the challenge, but that's what makes it so beautiful, right? If I can, if I can personally, if I can induce a fraction of the wow effect that I've, rev- that I've personally felt the, mo- the minute I stepped into green school here in Bali to any other aspiring young architects, um, uh, out there, once the school opens, then you know I will I will be I, I will feel very proud of the work that we've done. Um, I just became a father five and a half months ago. Congratulations.: Yes, thank you so much. Um, and uh, so now we have our little baby Elia at home and going to work every day, working on the design of a school. Uh, it's going to welcome children uh, where they will learn about the world um and and you know take their first steps into life at different ages it that also um you know induces a a huge sense of responsibility and i I have to say it's incredibly uh lucky not lucky but yeah I, i feel very blessed To be able to work on such a meaningful project because of 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 all these aspects that we just discussed right Uh, i feel like i was given this responsibility at a very young age and uh, uh, and there's no other option than than doing it well um and and as we just discussed i only feel like we can i can do this well if All of the people that we work with that i work with are as inspired as i am and this is where life works in serious ways and everything kind of falls into place at the same time but a lot of the people that quite a few people that i'm working with today are actually people that took bamboo you at at, at a certain point that 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 received the spark that i've received that so many other people have received and that realized that there was no other you know once they opened that 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 pandora box there was no other option than than following that road so um, we're actually we're, we're we're two directing this project right now, myself and, uh, and a guy called Paco Francisco Vidal. I think mm-hmm. you remember him from...
1: Uh, he, he took Bamboo too.
0: He took Bamboo U <laughs> in 2018. Yeah, right at uh, the beginning. The yeah. addition just after Rodolfo uh, and Rolando, so the developers of Green School Tulum, the owners of, of that project, my, my boss, um, after they took the course, so it was at the beginning of the conversation around Green School Tulum, and, and Paco joined the course, and he... Um, uh did not let go of me for 10 days asking how he could get involved in green school tulum even before the contract was signed or or, or whatever and this determination you know like actually led him to arrive to tulum start working with rodolfo uh, years before i even got there and so when i arrived um uh, to take on the the, the the direction of the project it, it just made so much sense that we were going to do this together mm-hmm. right and, and and it started here we built uh he was part of the team that built uh, Dapur Naga, the, yeah, yeah, the bamboo yeah. you ki- the bamboo U campus kitchen, the the, the tower, and, uh, and we have another girl who joined our team. Uh, her name is Veronica Velasquez. She's 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 incredible working with us as a project manager, coordinating all the consultants. Also did a bamboo U course after I left Bali, right? And Cecile, uh, yeah. the current project program manager, recommended her. So, all this to say that. Um, you know, all those passionate people and, and all the ones that I didn't mention, obviously, that are part of our design and construction team and, and, and project management team, they're all, um, I think that a lot of them uh, don't have a choice but to follow this road and know that it's the obvious project uh, for all of us to be dedicating our souls towards, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, yeah, that's that's the recipe we're trying for, for success, we'll tell you if it works out, but uh, yeah.
1: It's clear that like, you know, the inspiration and, and, and the buy-in from a real community of people is really important, right? And and we know that with Bambu and we're half the battle is inspiring people. Is there anything that you feel like you're still missing? Like, are there any specific ingredients for success that, that you're like, okay, if we can't get this done, um, we're, you know, we're really going to have a hard
0: time accomplishing, you know, our goal of of completing this project? Um... I don't know if it's missing as much as I—I uh, I can see the shadow of uh, you know timelines um, over our heads. Uh, as uh, yeah, it's one of the biggest challenges of this project. It, we haven't officially started construction yet, so mm. it's yeah, the strategies laid out. You know, we know the contractors we want to work with, or at least uh, a good part of them. Uh, we have a very strong uh, construction team. Uh, uh, Yorg is going to be there a lot of the time. Um, uh, however. Uh, things really start to go uh sideways so to speak in terms of you know timelines once you get into the construction part so um i don't know how that's going to go yet there's no way i've never i haven't built a bamboo structure in in mexico so far i've been there two years uh, uh, but i haven't built anything yet there um, especially considering the fact that, you know, we have hurricane season and it's possible that we will have hurricanes during the construction. Mm,
1: that's a good point. Oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't think of that. So It's a seasonal then, right?
0: It's seasonal, but it, we don't necessarily have hurricanes every season. But there's the hurricane season uh, where the probability, the probabilities of having a hurricane much are higher. Ha- much higher. Um, so that's definitely one of the Big, big challenges. Um, there will be so many unforeseen challenges mm. that will arise when this, the, once the construction starts. Um, um, and when
1: are you when are you planning on starting construction? Next month. Oh wow! Yeah,
0: we are about to get started. Actually, there's a couple of structure already built. We do have a workshop on site with a lot of R and D happening. Mm. Um, we are the site is already opened right so we, we we're ready to to actually get started full on we have a lot of bamboo already uh, on site received a lot of orders in, and quite a few structures are you know uh, the blueprints are already there they're done so we're ready to, to start uh we're gonna need to keep on growing the team that's for sure uh, there will be opportunities for people to join um, both on the construction side as on the you know the, the management and and uh, on the design side mm. uh, we really i hope and I know i i don't have much doubt on it, but we really hope that most sort of the people who get involved actually commit for the for the whole duration of the project because there's such a learning curve you know when you get started that yeah uh, the continuity is really important to us yeah. Um, but yeah, many changes to come, not sure what all of them are going to be yet
1: <laughs> so so if people want to get involved uh in you know, Green School Tulum and, 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 and your project. What's the best way of going about doing that?
0: I mean, there's there, there there's two ways. Either you uh, send an email and you hope that, uh, you know, uh, uh, what happened with you and me happens and, and you know, <laughs> you welcome me with open arms and there's a magical spot that is available at this point. Or you arrive and you knock on the door and you see what's up. Uh, we've had both cases. we had both scenarios happen. <laughs> okay, um,
1: I think I think that's a great place to end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Jules. It's been a pleasure, and uh, we'll put your uh, information and more about the Green School Tulum project in the show notes. Thank you, Ari. Thanks for joining everybody. <laughs> folks i hope you enjoyed this episode of the bamboo podcast and if you're interested in learning more about bamboo please check out our courses we have some life-changing in person as well as online learning opportunities where we will show you how to plant harvest process treat design, build, and engineer with bamboo. So anybody who's interested in getting into the world of bamboo construction, please check us out. It will help you get closer to your goal of building full-scale bamboo buildings and get you into a really awesome industry that's working not just to figure out how to build better buildings, but also how to solve some of our biggest problems. So Check out Bamboo and thanks again for joining us here on the Bamboo podcast.